We actually have something really important that we need to announce today. Um, it's a really, really big deal. Um, this week, we've been talking with our life group leaders, and we've shared this with um, other leaders in the church. And so I want to share it with you now. Um, if you've been a part of Harbor for any length of time, um, you know that over the past several years, uh, my wife Lainey and I have been working on our marriage. Um, the elders and the elder advisors have been working with us through the whole time. And I've been really thankful for the way that the elders and elder advisors have supported us. They've given us space that we've needed to work on healing our marriage. Um, Lainey and I have grown a lot, um, but we still have a long way to go. In mid-January, the elders came to me and shared that they had come to a really difficult decision. They decided that it was time for me to stop being pastor of our church. And this is really hard to hear. Um, but after a lot of prayer and reflection, time with Jesus, time with friends, discussions with Laney, um, God has brought me to a point where I fully agree with this decision. Um, I believe that it is best for me, for Laney, um, for the church even. And I think God wants me to put my marriage ahead of my ministry. I'm also convinced that this isn't just best for us, but it's best for Harbor. Um, the challenges that I'm working on that are my side of what's happening in our marriage also affect my leadership in the church. Um, and I want to encourage you to be thankful for the elders and the elder advisors that we have because they, they had the courage to lead in making this difficult but good decision. Um, I'm thankful for their, for their commitment to you, their commitment to what's best for the church and their commitment to us. Um, I know that God has already and will continue to bless their faithfulness. And he's also going to bless you and your faithfulness um, in the days ahead. Um, at Harbor, we talk about needing community that both accepts us as we are, but also challenges us to grow. And this is a time for me where challenge means stepping down so that the church can find the best person to take you all into the future. We've worked on a timeline. Um, and so my last day as pastor of Harbor is going to be Sunday, February 28th. And so what this means is that I'll be preaching the next two Sundays. Um, I'll be helping the elders and the staff during my transition off. And I can tell you, like before the Lord, that the church is in good hands. The church is in good hands. And so I know a lot of you will have questions. Please reach out to me. Reach out to the elders. Jim is here. David Rhodes is here. Bill is here. The two Johns are also available. But reach out to the elder advisors. You can talk to staff folks. Like we want to be with you in this um, to answer questions that you have. Also encourage you to, to attend a life group. Even if you're not in a normal life group, attend a life group this week because the leaders of our life groups are also going to be equipped to help answer questions and discuss these things. And so um, even though I'm not going to be your pastor going forward, um, I'm still your brother in Christ, 
I'll just be serving our Lord Jesus as a member somewhere else. And I mean, this isn't the last thing you'll hear from me, but I just can't even begin to express to you the joy that it's been to serve you as your pastor. morning. Uh, Psalm 133 starts out and says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. And as Stephen says, this has been a uh, difficult transition. Not difficult, it is something that is unpleasant or that we would dodge, but just that it's hard. And sometimes good things are hard. Uh, and it's an amazing thing to see the unity that's come through this, that the elders all arrived at the same conclusion. We talked with it with the elder advisors, and they all had the same conclusion. And we talked about it with Stephen, and he came to the same conclusion. And for me, it is a remarkable thing and a, uh, a sign that God is directing us to do this. Through this whole process, I have, I've always loved and admired Stephen. But I've grown to love and admire him, too, that he has sought out what is good for the church, what is good for his family, and even what's good for his elders, and even what's good for me. And it's kind of an amazing thing. Way too often we think of uh, events like this as a zero-sum game, where there are some winners and there are some losers. But in God's economy, I think we all come together and uh, we're, we're, well, while looking out for each other's good, we're also looking out for the good of God's people and his word going forward. I personally would like to thank Stephen for the 13 years that he's led us. He's affected me in ways that are absolutely amazing. I love him. I want nothing but the best for him. And I'm sure that God's going to do powerful things in his life. And uh, at the same time, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen here. And there is a transition plan sort of already forming. There will be an email going out explaining what a lot of that is. Uh, but we want to make room for everybody to sort of process this. I'll be hanging around afterwards. Like, like, uh, like Stephen said, you can talk to Bill or, or David. And uh, we're more than willing to discuss all this stuff. If you want to go to the website, there's ways to contact us. Probably the best place to go is into a life group where we can talk about all this stuff through. But uh, I think what you're going to find is the same thing that the, the elders found and that Stephen's found and hopefully that the Coopers have found, that God is working in this. And that we, we could do things like this and still love each other and expect the best from each other. Um, I think that's everything I have Again, look for the email, contact us, talk to me. It's, uh, it ends up being a remarkable story in a lot of ways. I'd like to close with prayer. Lord, we uh, stand amazed that you are with us and you expect us to do things and you equip us to do things. And sometimes it seems like it's hard, but you're there with us. We thank you for all the things that Stephen has done here, and we thank you for all the things that Stephen will continue to do. We pray that uh, his marriage is blessed, his family is blessed, but almost mostly, Lord, we pray that this, your people, harbor 
this uh, instance of, of your body is blessed through all this. Protect people from feeling too sad, but protect people from uh, despairing. Let us join together and, and all work together for the common good. Again, Lord, thank you so much for the way that Stephen has helped us all and helped me personally. We look forward to uh, the days ahead when you'll make a lot of this more clear. And we look forward mostly to all the good things that you have in store for us. We thank you for your love. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I have the uh, awkward pleasure of going to God's Word. And I want to make sure that as we're going to God's Word, this is not... I'm, here's, here's some comfort. Get over it. Like, that's absolutely not what this is. Like, this, these particular scriptures for me were a comfort to me because of the process that we've gone through in looking to the leading of the Holy Spirit in this uh, position that we're in with the church. The title of uh, this devotional, which will not be long, because I know a lot of you are processing, and maybe some of you are not even listening online or on ground, uh, trying to figure out what to do with this and what questions to ask and things like that. That is a normal thing, and please continue to do that and do that with people that you trust uh, and love. The name of this is the Holy Spirit's role in our lives, our past, our present, and our future. And I wanted to go through some scriptures, and to be mostly scripture because I want to go to God's word, not mine. There is a, there is something. If you guys are even aware that this is a Presbyterian church, some of you may not be. This is the Presbyterian church, and the reason that we don't put that forward is because Jesus is number one. The Presbyterian part is not number one. I worked at a church uh, in the South where a person came up to me after we had been preaching a series of sermons about the gospel, and they said, what's all this Christian stuff? We're Methodist. And just like, okay, that, they're, you're, just, you're just a denomination. In this particular case, in the Presbyterian church, it may be few and far between where we actually hear about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we actually talk about the Holy Spirit. It's all about head knowledge and not necessarily the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I kind of wanted to go through some scriptures and, and specifically refer to what we have done and what we have gone through in this particular uh, decision, not in detail, but the Holy Spirit's role in this decision and how we have been led in our everyday lives, both individually and within community. As uh, both Stephen uh, and Jim were saying, this particular process, while it's I literally the hardest thing, one of the hard, I, the hardest thing I've ever been through, as far as a Christian, as a leader, um, but to be able to be surrounded by people like Stephen, like the elders, like the elder advisors, that are all indwelt with the Holy Spirit, they're all going toward the same direction. Even if we had our own personalities, our own sins, our own problems that we're going to deal with this, but I have seen God work through his spirit in a mighty and powerful way. In Proverbs eleven fourteen, it says, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So if I have a, a sense that the Holy Spirit is leading me, I, I can think, okay, that may potentially be right. But I'm going, okay, if I was to go, okay, I'm gonna tell you this and I'm gonna try to convince you of this and maybe you may come to my side. 
in this particular case, it's all of us coming together with the same feeling and the same calling. And the calling is to love the church and to love the Coopers. And trying to figure out how to do that through the hurt, the hard, the conflict, and the sense of like, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I will say, I do not want to be here. <laughs> like, right, I didn't want to do this. But the Holy Spirit is calling me to do this and to share with you these scriptures, again, not as a salve to just say get over it, but as an assurance that we're all confident that the Holy Spirit is the one leading here and not us and not personality. 1 Corinthians 2, 10-13 says, but it, is what, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's word to explain spiritual truths. In no way am I saying that I am the conduit and God is speaking to you and you must listen to everything that I say. But everything that the Holy Spirit is saying to you in this moment and as we process, listen to that and get around other people that have the Holy Spirit so that comfort, grieving, like the normal process, the normal process is to grieve, to wonder, to try to help, to try to love, to try to figure out how to do that. So we come to our present now, the Holy Spirit's role in our reaction to this decision and how we are empowered to act according to the fruits of the Spirit in our everyday lives. So it's not just this moment that we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. It's in every single decision, health decision, work, uh, friends, family, all this hard stuff that we've been going through in our lives, especially this last year. Uh, we need to be able to rely on the Spirit and see the fruits of that Spirit act, act out in our lives. So Galatians 5, 22 through 25 says, but the Holy Spirit, Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I've been praying through this process that God would bring this out of me. And I've seen this in all the people that we've conversed with and talked with, elders and elders and advisors and Stephen and the Coopers. Through the hard, the Holy Spirit has been moving and producing these things through a process. It's not like a, you flick a switch and it's over. It's a process that God is working out in our lives and in our heart daily, hourly, minutely, like, like trying to go through and like ha have the normal human reaction and to think about it for a second and be praying the whole time that God is the one that is leading this particular process. I want to encourage you to do that through all of your decisions as well. Also in 1 John 2, 26 through 27, I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches you is true and is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. 
especially during this time when we're behind masks and locked away in our houses and things, we have a, a tendency to retreat away and to be able to process alone. This is definitely not something we want to encourage. And is, God is calling us to be in fellowship, not only with him, but also fellowship with other people. So again, as others were saying earlier, get into a small group, not just because we want you in small groups, but that group of other indwelt believers are gonna help you process through this and you can love each other through that moment and we can figure out how to love the Coopers and how to love the church at the same time. So our future, the Holy Spirit's role in simultaneously comforting us in this time, but also leading us our steps toward the future. I'm confident that the Holy Spirit is leading us into the future, but we don't wanna skip over the grieving, the, the trying to figure it out, the comfort that is gonna come through the Spirit through us struggling through this. We have plenty of instances in the Bible of people struggling, especially David, as he's screaming out to God, and then the next moment going, okay, I understand you're God, but I'm still mad, that kind of going back and forth. That's the process that I've been going through and that we'll all be going through as we move forward. John 14, 26 says, but when the Father sends the advocate, helper, helper, comforter, intercessor, counselor, that's other meanings of this advocate word. As my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. And then in Romans 8, 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. I know that I've experienced this specific thing <laughs> through this process. Like, I have absolutely no idea what to pray right now, but God, you know. Even coming here this morning and standing here beside, I mean, I haven't been here in a year. I have not been to the church building. I've been once to deliver food or something, but have not been in fellowship in this sense in a year. So it's that kind of weird, surreal, awkward, that but also coming into uh, this going, God, I need peace. Like I want an overwhelming peace that I know that this is you. Like I didn't know if I was gonna even be able to speak. So I know that God is doing that now and it will continue to do so and we'll continue to do that in all of our lives. And this is my prayer before I actually uh, pray for you as we transition to the rest of the service uh, that comes from Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you not knowing what to say. I don't, I don't know what to say, but I know that I love you and I know that you love us. And I know that you're directing and guiding. And sometimes we don't like that. We like to do things our own way. We just ask today that you would lead by your spirit through our grief, through this moment of, of, of the unknown. Help us to rely on you to go to your word, to go to community, be in fellowship with you during this transition we just ask that 
you would give us an overwhelming sense of peace and direction and love and wisdom. And we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.